Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Dream Team Podcast. My name is Jonathan Gordon, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts, Rath and Emmanuel. We're calling this week's episode the Haters Ball, even though Emmanuel says that he doesn't hate Carmelo Anthony. I'll let you be the judge. Uh, Certainly, Raph and I had a little bit of fun with uh, his take. And Raph enjoys his hate of Del Harris. uh, 20 years on, it's a personal thing, it seems. And I hate nobody. So, let's just get you on to the conversation. Thank you for sticking around for seven episodes. And if you get a chance, uh, like and subscribe and come join our group uh, on Facebook by searching groups, the dream team. And there's nice artwork that I created of Michael Jordan and LeBron at the top header right now. And that's how you'll know you've got the right group. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, invite yourself in and start talking to everybody. But no more delay. Uh, to the conversation. I hope you enjoy. All right, so we starting up, John? Yep, let's get into it. So what do you guys want to talk about this week? First thing is uh, – we Well, Ben Simmons got injured. Well, I was just about to say, we were so worried about COVID, we forgot about the normal injuries. Uh, LeBron is out too uh, tonight, I think. It's either tonight or tomorrow. Well, he's a, they, He shouldn't play until the playoffs because it's like – I could tell watching that game last night, they could care less. Well, yeah. yeah. They, they clinched the number one seed, and it's just like, let's not hurt anybody. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, the emotions. just, yeah. just coast in to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like the Clippers are the same way. They're like, we're going to be the two, three seed at the very least. Right. And there's no home court, so let's just not get anybody hurt. Yeah. Yeah. The best games to watch have been like these teams that are trying to get in, and these teams with younger players like the Suns and the Portland. the Pacers. Portland. Portland, yeah, Orlando's kind of fun in a weird way. I guess like we should start there because look, man, if you're in the if you're in the Dream Team podcast, you know that I post the news sometimes, and they're trying to make people apologize to Melo. I've taken the L. You guys want to talk about it because I've already taken the L. I, mean, I never was, thought that he was washed. I thought that I I, I knew he, he had I thought he was I thought he was washed. So I'll admit it. I thought he was washed. I never thought he was washed. I knew he had something left. It was just a matter of whether he was going to accept being the third or fourth best guy on a team. Well, and it didn't look like he was ready to do that yet. It looked like he wanted to be, if not the guy, like the sidekick guy, and not take more of a passive role and. So it was never a matter for me of like, oh, this guy's washed. He can't play basketball anymore. It's can this guy accept where his talent is compared to where his, the ideal of his talent is? So, it, okay. So I think 
it depends on what you qualify as wash because I thought I thought he was washed. I'm being freely I'll freely admit it. I thought he was washed. I thought he had nothing to give. Go ahead, Emmanuel. Well, I mean, so like I say, it, it depends on what you qualify as wash. Carmelo has always been a player on the offensive end who can produce. And that I don't think that I mean every guy from fifty can still shoot the basketball from fifty years old on. If you've been in the NBA, you still can shoot. So that's never been a problem with, you know, the Charles Barkleys and the Shaquille O'Neal's and the Michael Jordans and everybody else who isn't playing they used to play in the world. It's never been a problem. So a guy like Carmelo can easily hop in a gym and score twenty. That's never been that's never been the issue with Carmelo. No one who is who has said anything towards him has said that he couldn't score. The problem with Carmelo is that it's on the other end where he has to play defense and he has to actually care and he actually has to be a teammate and he actually has to say signals and pay attention when the ball isn't in his hand. That's always been the problem. Since before Portland, it got worse. That's why instead of paying him, Houston released him. And that whole – well, instead they technically traded him, and then he got released. And that's why he was out of the league for almost a year or half a season until Portland, who needed a, a wing player, decided to sign him. But if they if they didn't have hit, injury issues – he wouldn't be on Portland either. It wasn't that all of Carmelo was out there, we got to go get him. They needed a wing player, and he was available. <laughs> so let's not pretend like, oh, he was this great player. Ooh, ooh. He, he was always good on the offensive end. That's never been the problem. So I think when you qualify what Wash is, is he a capable player who can start or be one of the guys off your bench? On a championship caliber team, probably not. Maybe the. Oh, I I disagree with that. I think like if he, it looks like he was willing to take the Bob McAdoo role. So I think he could be on a championship team if he was just like in the Bob McAdoo role, which he is on Portland. Well, which is like we got a guy that can get buckets. Not necessarily. See, on Portland, he he isn't in that role. He's more of a. He's kind of in a weird pseudo Lou Williams role almost. Yeah, where he, he is one of the first guys off. He's the bench. Lou Williams. Yeah, yeah. Well, he starts. He's not off the bench. He starts. Well, that's the starting right. forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's not. So on a normal team in a normal situation, even in Portland, he would be coming off the bench. He would not be starting. So that. So that that isn't a normal situation in Portland. And granted, he is produced in the bubble these lately, and he was pretty decent even before the bubble. But in a normal situation, he would this wouldn't be it. Of the three of us, I'm the least mellow fan because you guys always try to sell me on Olympic mellow, and I'm always like, I don't give a fuck about the Olympics. And you guys, <laughs> you guys like, I, I think of, I don't think any of us really like. I think the only mellow any of us like is Denver Nuggets mellow. Um, and Syracuse mellow. I mean, he had one of the yeah. best freshman college seasons of all time. Okay, but I'm talking about in the NBA only. Yes. I mean, I'm more susceptible to, to Olympic mellow, even over Denver mellow. Okay. The only mellow I like is Denver mellow. 
and I and I and I'm and I'm with uh, Emmanuel. Like for me, like NBA Mellow is what he is. What he is like, he was a uh, volume scorer who could shoot the mid range. He wasn't. He wasn't like ever anything really special to me. Like there was never a point like like with LeBron where like Mellow was on. He was playing my team, and I was like, "Oh no, Mellow's gonna kill us tonight." It's like Melo's gonna get his buckets, and probably the team's gonna lose. Yeah, you see, you see, I hate to say it, but like I'm the exact same way because I'm a Laker fan, and we played Melo in the playoffs. I think it was either two or three times. One time was in the first round with Allen Iverson, and we swept. Yeah. Him. The other time was in the conference finals, and he got us to game six. But I was never in that conference finals thinking we were gonna lose. To be honest with you. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you look at his. If you look at that team, and even with him as good as he was, you look at kind of the shelf life of that team, and conference finals is probably as good as it was going to get with that team intact. I always thought Melo was – Carmelo Anthony is pretty much Dominique Wilkins without the excitement to me. Yeah, see, I, I don't know because I, I I don't know about that one. I think, I think Neek was better – as an overall player, but I, I kind of okay, get that. I kind of get that logic, but I, I don't know. I feel like Neek was better, especially on the defensive end. But I get the point. I'm not of, of like, yeah, but the point I'm saying is like they're they're scoring fours that you're not going to win a title with. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. And and when they're coming to town, I, you know they're going to get off, but you know they're not going to really like. They're not changing the win loss category. Yeah, but when Dominique Wilkins was coming to town, I was trying to watch the game. When Carmelo Anthony was coming to town, I didn't care. Yeah, like Dominique Wilkins was much more of a show than Carmelo well, Anthony. I mean, but not only that. To be fair to Neek, you know, he, it wasn't his fault that they was losing, and if he wasn't there, you're gonna do the Tracy. You're gonna do the Tracy McGrady thing again. Well, no, it's, if he, if he wasn't there, they they're not winning anything. Let alone a playoff series. Well, the the one time they could have actually did, did something, they traded him for um. What is the guy Danny Manning? Yeah, they had the best record in the Eastern Conference, yeah. and for reasons which makes no sense because they lost Danny Manning to Phoenix the next year, they traded him for Danny Manning. Yeah, and that was the day basketball died in Atlanta. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, without him, you know, they're not doing anything. At least with Carmelo, the Denver team, they still would at least been at deep somewhat, you know, bottom seller, maybe bottom playoff first round exit team. Well the biggest strike with Carmelo is like forget getting you to the eighth spot in East. Like those last five years with the Knicks, he couldn't even get you to to, to ten or nine. Yeah. Like what was his scoring really accomplishing? And then like the one time the Knicks were exciting was with uh Jeremy Lin and he was in full haters mode. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. Not only that, the whole issue with him and uh Mike Mike D'Antoni, too, before then. So it wasn't just that. It was the whole issue with D'Antoni and, and him. And- I mean, but, like, how many years of Mike D'Antoni failing in the playoffs do we have to finally go? You know, he's a great regular season coach, but his style's not like, – I mean, his style's never going to win you anything. Well, technically, his style d- does win. It's just him coaching the style doesn't win. I mean, it's not going to win you a title. D'Antoni. I mean, maybe somebody else because Steve Kerr, I guess. Yeah, you know, I was just saying, Steve Kerr kind of uses a, a, a mashup of Pop, D'Antoni, and uh, Phil 
But Dan, but Dan Tony never had the player Steve Kerr had. Well, that's what like, I'm saying. Steph, but this, Steph Curry is like a million times better than whatever Steve Nash. Was. Right. Yeah. But but I mean, for the most part, there's a there's a play, there's a style of play that you know Dan Tony uses that is implemented in Golden State along with Pop and Phil. So there's a part of that style that does win. It's just not with Dan Tony. <laughs> I think Carmelo's best chance of winning was probably that uh, 07 08 Denver Nuggets team. Yes, the one had... that Kobe beat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best that the lineup was around him. I mean, you got Iverson, you got Carmelo. No, that that's not Iverson. That's, that's uh, Billups. Yeah, yeah, that was before the team. Uh, actually, 07 08, um, Iverson's on that team. I'm looking right now. And that's, the one that, that's, the one that got, that's the one that got swept in, in round one by Kobe. Yeah, and it's the, it's the no, Iverson. No, no, the best chance was in the conference finals when he made the conference final with Billups. Yeah, the best Phillips. chance was with Billups, not with Iverson. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that, that year, J, that was the year J.R. Smith kind of started showing that he had NBA skills, and they still yeah. had him on the team. Yeah, but that's the year when you finally feel realized that Allen Iverson needed to be the guy on the team, or else he wasn't really worth being on the team. I mean, him and Carmelo and he, went off together. I was but. just gonna say it, it kind of worked in Denver for the most part. I mean, with him and him and Melo, he had good just, teams in Denver. It just didn't fully obviously. They ran into fully, Kobe. Didn't yeah, they? it didn't fully work. They just ran into. No, he had good teams in Denver. It's just he would always run into like a really great Timberwolves team, a really great Spurs team, or a really great Laker team. Well, I don't know if he like, had. It wasn't his fault in Denver. Well, I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, good teams. teams. Yeah, good teams. Yeah, those teams were great. They were decent. They were good enough to obviously make the playoffs and, and like maybe win around. But it was pretty much him scoring the basketball for the most part, and that's it. So, I mean, it wasn't like it, it was a lot going on there. Well, if you want to compare him – coming out of that 2003 draft in the cat to Denver and LeBron going to the Cavs. I think Denver did a much better job of drafting around him by, yeah, bringing, yeah. In guys, by bringing in guys like J.R. Smith and, and Nene, like they hit on draft picks. And, oh, it's a, it's a, when LeBron got his draft, like he, he's like the only, like when you look at all the great players, he's like the only player who didn't get a hall of fame type of player. Yeah, three three years in his career, three three years into his career. Well, Cleveland blew the draft, and they they would always sign guys past their prime. They always trade the pick. I mean, Brian Windhurst always talks about this. Yeah, they always trade the pick. And Denver did a good job of putting a young, good young team around Melo. It's just he had the bad choice of being in like the the Western Conference has always been stacked. People just yeah. need to realize. That. Yeah, but not only that, but then Denver was always in a situation where they was too good to have a good draft pick and too bad not to be you know in the draft where there was quality guys or the guy was already taken when it was their turn to draft. I mean, so they, they took the. They took the 2009 Lakers to game six, and that's the year that the Lakers smoked the magic. Yeah. So that's his best chance. Yeah. They did take the 2009 Lakers to game six, but as I said earlier, that there was never a time in that final, that conference final that I was worried. Oh, no. I mean, it was it would have been nice, though, to see kind of – I mean, if he was a fan, he was the only one who, you know, didn't at least make it to the finals and that, for the most part – 
taking out Bosch, but with LeBron and Wade, Wade had already won the title at that point. LeBron obviously got smoked by the Spurs in that mm-hmm. in the first finals, but he at least made the finals. <laughs> and, you know, he was like the last guy on the list. And uh, that was his best chance. And Well, he had one good year in the Knicks where he got one of LeBron's MVP votes that, like, they got smoked by the Pacers in round two. Yeah, that, that Pacers series, boy. <laughs> the, the the change of basketball could all be written by Roy Hibbert because yeah. one time he was a problem, then he couldn't play in the league at all anymore. Yeah, he, he went from like looking like almost like Shaq to like being Shaq, yeah. <laughs> where he just can't be in the league anymore. He just can't be in the league anymore. If you look at Roy Hibbert's age, I don't think he's even think he's that old. He's probably he at the like, most thirty three. Yeah, I was just going to say thirty two. I think he is. That's that's crazy. So you take that 2003 draft in the top five. Melo's the only one without a ring. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Darko Melo got a ring. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he, I mean, as soon as he got the league, he was getting a ring. So. But nobody would trade like Melo's career for Darko Milicic's career with that ring. Nobody cares about no. Darko Milicic. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I mean, that, if he just guaranteed a ring, I don't know. Maybe you would. You at least guaranteed a ring. No, no, no you no. wouldn't because Carmelo Anthony's made $300 million and he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. I mean, Darko, Darko Milicic is a joke. He made like good $60 million. You really want to do the, you really want to do the math of $300 million compared to $60 million a million? I'm saying, I'm saying, you, you guarantee the ring and you at least get some money. So, so you, you're telling me you, you'd rather have a ring and not be remembered as a player than make $300 million and be Carmelo Anthony, who's one of the greatest scorers of all time? I mean, it's a, you're not really saying that. You're not really saying It's not. I wouldn't just it's at least worth the conversation. You you look at no, no, guys, it's, it's really not, dude. You look at the you look at those guys like Carl Malone and all those guys who didn't win a ring, and that's like one of their regrets. It's would you rather would you rather have would you rather have Charles would you rather have Charles Barkley or Carl Malone's career or Robert Ory's career? I don't know. That's that's a good question. <laughs> that is not even a good question. <laughs> Did you really just do this? Not even a good question. That is a good question. Would you rather be no, considered? Would you rather be considered a great who never won? Or would you rather be considered known for winning? A role player that what? I'd rather be considered one of the top five power forwards of all time than just be a role player on great teams. I'm sorry, but it's not just that. But Robert Orr is considered a guy who's known for winning. He has seven titles on three different teams. Yeah, but he's not Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. Correct. But at the same time, again, he's known for winning. Like, oh, let me ask you matters. this: Would you rather be Derek Fisher or Chris Paul? I mean, because that's exactly the same question. I would. Well, I mean, I wouldn't rather. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be Derek Fisher because it's Derek Fisher. No, but he's got five rings. Like Robert Ory's got seven rings. Yeah, but Derek Fisher isn't a great person. So, what does that got to do with it? That's not really a fair comparison. Like Chris Paul has never even got to the finals. Like Carl Malone calls. But what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm just saying it's at least worth the conversation. See what we said. You talking, talking about winning compared to just having a career? Like that match. But he didn't even he didn't even help with the winning. I think he played like one minute in those finals. Uh, um, what's the the, the the Euro guy from the Pistons that was drafted? Milicic. Milicic. No, he didn't get off the bench. 
Cohen, that's even better. You do nothing and still win a ring. Like <laughs> you gotta have some real Carmelo Anthony hate to be taking this. This is a hill you dying on alone. <laughs> I don't even hate. like Carmelo Anthony. It's not hate. It's just there's a conversation to be made. Would you rather? There win? is no conversation. Would you rather win a ring or have a better career? That's at least worth a a, a, a conversation. Uh, a poem. Would you rather be Robin or Ori or Charles Barkley or Carl Malone? Come mm. on, dude. What are you doing? See, when we set this podcast up, I knew that if it was just me and Raph, we would be agreeing on too much, and I knew that we needed a manual for stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You on your own. <laughs> right. Last, I, mean, last, it's, last, I mean, it's the same thing as like Bill Russell versus Jordan, right? Jordan. No, because Bill Russell was an all-time great. Like, but but Jordan, Bill Russell wasn't just a guy. But, was it, Bill Russell wasn't just a guy. Well, who's considered to go? Is it Michael Jordan or Bill Russell? Michael Jordan. But Bill Russell has more rings, right? Yeah, but Bill Russell is. But so, you're so insulting again, Bill Russell by. But no, you're Bill Russell. Bill, Russell by, Bill Russell's Darko in this in this discussion. But again, yeah, you're making Bill Russell Darko, no, and Bill Russell was a. No. Yes, you are. Though. You're making mellow Jordan. You're making mellow Jordan. Making- I don't know who's more, who should be more insulted. <laughs> it's not what I said. I'm saying when Bill Russell is considered more known for no for winning, but doesn't get that recognition, whereas Michael Jordan is also known for winning, but gets more recognition than the guy who won more than him. So when it was because Michael Jordan was a better because Michael Jordan was a better player than him, man. Okay, so, so but we not obviously Carmelo is a better player than Darko. That's that's a given. Uh, Chris Paul mm-hmm. is a better player than Derek Fisher. So that's and Carl Malone and Charles Barkley are better players than Robert Ory. That was never the conversation. It was would you rather have a, a winning career or would you rather know for being a better player? So 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 Emmanuel, if if Portland somehow pulls it out this year and now Melo has a championship, now you'd rather be Melo. Uh, I mean, I rather I rather still be dark I mean, I win without. You rather nothing. still be dark. <laughs> I think we found the winner of the mellow of the mellow hate competition. I rather I rather win and not do anything. You- so you'd rather have you rather have sixty million instead of three hundred million. You'd rather be not remembered and oh. be remembered as one of the greatest scorers I- of all time. Because Carmelo Anthony is one of the greatest scorers of all time. That's true. At first, that's not debate. That's true. At first, at first it was no, no, because Dark Dark has got the ring, and then it's like, okay, even if he got the ring, I'd still rather be Dark. <laughs> you killed me when you said Derek Fisher wasn't a good person. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's really not. Well, I neither mean, is Carmelo. Malone, though. He's not either. Do, right. do we know if Darko's a good person? He seems like I don't know good. anything about Dark. I don't know anything about Darko. I know he tried to be an MMA boxer yeah. at one time. Yes. I think he's a farmer now because I think ESPN yeah. like did do a feature on him about yeah, how he yeah. found happiness after. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that is that is the funniest thing you've ever said in like the eight years I've known you, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So, do you guys want to talk about Devin Booker hitting the dagger on um, Kawhi and um, Paul George? Well, I think we need to talk Devin Booker and TJ Warren and just uh, these guys who just showed up to the bubble just ready to go. 
I think TJ Warren had a lot of ammunition with uh, what happened with uh, Jimmy Butler because they played them twice. Because yeah. the jump was saying those are games we got to watch now. And I think Devin Booker and the Suns are using this like we know we're not going to make the playoffs, but we're going to actually show we have improved. Well, they may, they may make the playoffs now. They may make the playoffs. They might. I'm just like, saying. Like, the way you know. Memphis has fallen and uh, now you just – Memphis is falling. You, you only got to be within four games of the AC to – get in the playing game, so. I forgot who it was. Carlos posted that uh, Zion looks like a line, a guard, man. I, I got a chance to watch that game today. He looks a little fat. Well, he's always looking that way. He does look a little fat, and he, I'm always thrown off by his uh, walk because his walk has yeah. that natural limp to it. That's why when you said he was hurt, I was like, I don't know about that. Are we sure you hurt, or it was just the way he walked? Cause he walked. Well, like he, he no, hurt. he ro- well, he did roll. He did end up coming down weird on his ankle. Yeah, and they were. He was taped up today. I don't know what his injury was. He was taped up today. But no, when you first said, I was like, Are you are you sure? Because maybe that was just the way he was walking. Because that's how he walks. He walks like he's hurt. Between the weight and the way he walks. It doesn't like I get that he gets his he gets his buckets and he can do explosive things here and there. It doesn't feel like the, it, every time I watch him, I think to myself, there, "This is not going to be a long term career." I agree. Uh, I would I wouldn't say that. I think the way is going. I think certain people can kind of move with with weight and whatnot. Uh, now maybe his career is uh injury written and maybe he just progresses that way hopefully not would it do you think his career could end up being like blake griffin's was he and that would be that would be like the case right because blake yeah blake that's what playing like what like his almost yeah 10 season 10th 11th season but he, i think yeah, so but he, yeah. he's but he's completely washed at this point well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part, yeah. But I mean, he's still gonna get what, and, and that's what I'm saying, I guess, is, yeah. is I, I don't see I don't see Zion doing what LeBron's doing, where he's 35 years old and he's like arguably still top five in the league. Like Aww. with that kind of walk and the weight, and it just it it would be completely improbable. Yeah, he would have to. He would probably. Everybody's saying he have to you know, lose some weight. So, yeah, I mean, either either lose some weight or, or grow, I guess. Well, the weight that he's at, like, he looked jacked when he came into camp, and now he does look a little bit like, like Raph said, he looks a little fat. And it, when yeah. you're at, at that weight already, like, it doesn't take – it takes, like, a week going easy in the gym and, and heavier in the cafeteria, and – that's it is like not a there's not a lot to do in the bubble. No, oh, that's oh, there's some stuff to do in the bubble. No, I'm talking about in between games, like that's you're not, like, yeah, there's stuff to do. They they they, they, stuff, they fish and play games. I hate to I hate to spell it out. There's not a lot of things that you could do cardio wise where you're oh, doing okay. outside. Okay, that's different. You know, that's different. Yeah, unless you're knocking on Rachel Nichols' door to burn off some calories, <laughs> that's different. Then, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff to do. It's just... I, I saw on, on the NBA Instagram the other day, Harden having a competition with another NBA player, and they were playing cornhole. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. 
was like, God damn, it got to be boring. Yeah, there's stuff to do. Maybe it's not the best thing you obviously want to do. Parties used to be in a strip club. He's like, what is this like? <laughs> so maybe- That's why Lou Williams had this jet out. Oh, poor Lou Williams. <laughs> the other guy that we haven't talked about uh, is Michael Porter Jr., it's another guy. He's balling. Yeah, he's balling. But I mean, that's that's for the most part of him actually being able to play, because <laughs> Mike Below wasn't exactly thrilled about playing him when he first got there. And they no, he said going trade. into the season that he was ready, and Mike Malone held him back. Yeah, and they had to kind of trade people <laughs> for him to play him essentially. <laughs> so it, it kind of helps that he's actually playing more than like two minutes <laughs> a quarter. To actually be able to thrive, so yeah, yeah, but definitely. I and mean, that was PER, why. Yeah, his PER since his rookie year, every time they put him in, his PER was just off the charts. Like, yeah. But that, so but yeah, he, that was, we knew he had this in him. Yeah, that's why they drafted him. That that they knew what he was capable of, even if it was worth the risk. Another guy who uh, fell down because of injuries. But you talk about how loaded that draft was, and until he got injured, like the day they all started college, it was mm-hmm. almost, it was a virtual lock that he was going to be the first round first overall pick. Yeah, or yeah, that, or at the very least, like in the all that round. talent. Yeah, with all that talent. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, if this is what he is, and he can stay healthy from here, and that ends up just being some kind of fluke injury. He's going to be a beast. Yeah, and another, I mean, you speaking of Carmelo earlier, a guy in Denver, that that was kind of the push they needed, which was which was funny because when Carmelo was there, it was always like I said before, it was just pretty much him scoring, so they kind of needed more balanced scoring. And then when he got traded, they kind of had that, and but they really didn't have a go-to guy like Carmelo was, and so now they slowly have gotten both. With, with well, it didn't help that Ty Lawson like drank his way out of the league. Yeah, that didn't help either, too. So yeah, so now it, it seems like maybe Denver. It, it's kind of good news for Denver that this is happening because uh, future-wise, this is kind of what you want in a team. You kind of have balanced at least three scores with Jokic, uh, Murray, and now Porter. So now that's three guys you can rely on to get you buckets. And, and they got Paul Millsap coming off the books. Yeah, and you got that money coming off the books too. And you known for drafting good wherever you land in the draft. And you have that money, so you know a team is going to be put into place, which Denver has never had an issue putting a good team together in the last decade or so compared to other teams. So this is like good news if you're a Denver Nuggets fan. I think watching so Chris game. Garner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think watching these games, I think they've got a really good chance at winning the championship this year. Yeah, like, I yeah. Know Greg said, Popovich I, called them. I know you said Bad. home court would hurt them, uh, not having home the home court and the elevation. But I mean, if Porter Junior is all of a sudden now an all star, I just think that if they run into the Clippers or the Lakers, they're going to get smoked because they have nobody for Kawhi, Paul George, or LeBron. It might not even get that far. Last year they got beat. I don't think they're going to get past Houston, man. Yeah, last year they got beat by by Portland, so. I just don't know. We're seeing some crazy stuff in the bubble already. And so 
I think this might be I'm I'm back to thinking that this might be a year where we get just an NBA finals that's just teams we wouldn't suspect because they happen to have guys who can like self motivate without a crowd. They have you know well, the best team in the bubble has been Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Toronto without a doubt. looks amazing. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Toronto, um and uh it's another the team have been really great too. The Heat, yeah, the Heat. There's another team, and then somebody else. Uh, you tell me right now, the East Finals is Toronto versus the Heat. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Okay, I think they're in the same bracket, though. No, I think they're in the same bracket. Yeah, okay. Seeing Dallas have looked pretty good too. Not not as great as the other two, but they've been up. Well, Dallas would play uh, the Clippers and OKC. I don't know who they would match up with yet. Well, Dallas might fall. Because they they've been losing, so they might. No, they're not gonna fall to eight. They're not gonna fall to eight. Well, oh no, oh have they fallen to seven then? Because they were at six before. Yeah, they're not gonna fall to six, seven, or eight. So I mean, yeah, seven. they they would fall to seven. So yeah, I guess that is the Clippers. But they might. Who knows? I looked at their schedule. They have a somewhat decent schedule, so they might start. Yeah, and winning. I think without, I think without Double J, I think uh, probably. You're, Grizzlies are out of the playoffs and Blazers are. Like I don't even think they're going to get the play-in game. I don't even think they're going to get the play-in. Yeah, game. the way it's looking, no, the way it's looking, they might not win a game. Period. Them and Washington, it looks like, are the only teams not winning in the bubble. I forgot. I forgot Washington was there until you just said it. Yeah, sorry. That's going to be a very great series, though, if we can get Blazers versus Lakers in the first round. I don't even know. If I think gonna, that's the series we're gonna get. Yeah, but I don't even know if it is gonna be the Blazers because they kind of had a little meltdown too the other day, and and it's it is kind of looking like if Phoenix keeps winning, and and I think well Phoenix is winning right now. Well, I mean if they keep winning because they they undefeated right now, and I think the Spurs is low key kind of slowly creeping in too. I think the Spurs, they, the Spurs got spoke by Denver last night. That's why Greg Popovich called him Larry Bird. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think those two teams might slowly creep into that eight nine seed, depending on how Portland well, finishes in the stretch. We're gonna get a play in game yeah. between the eight and nine seed. We just don't know who the eight and nine is gonna be. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I mean, I think San Antonio Phoenix might be that play in game. If the way the Lakers, put, if you're the Lakers, the thing, the last thing you want is the Blazers in the first round, because no, they're they're not going to win no. that series. I'm not saying they're going to win that series. They're going to make you work out, for it. Yeah, you want out as fast as possible, especially in this. Situation. I think I think you're going to work regardless because I I just think like it's taken like LeBron a long time to get his second legs because he had four months off. He looks old. Yeah, he had spurts though. Where it was like, oh, okay, that's the old LeBron. But then he had the spurt against the Clippers and the spur against the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I think it is like they just um, clinched everything and they don't care. Well, it's also too the fact that you pretty much just play every day in the same place. You don't really travel. You don't you don't like go to different places. You don't have to worry about things. So that kind of plays a role into it for everybody. So I think yeah. maybe that that's part of the situation too. So you know what I'm saying. Where it's like, oh, you play. And that's why I said I think that there are teams like Phoenix and stuff like that that seem to be more kind of in like the college mindset of like the dormitory yeah. mindset. And this did like there may be teams like that 
that this kind of setting of being like in a dormitory with your teammates, it, it just kicks them up a notch. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at that Phoenix team, it is young. There are a yeah. lot of former college players on that team that just came out of college not too long ago. I mean, Devin Booker's probably like the oldest with Rubio. And Devin Booker's been, what, like four or five years ago he was in college? No. Yeah. So they used to the college life, so it, it doesn't surprise. If you were to redraft Devin Booker's draft, he gets picked second. Yeah. What, what year is that? That's Carl Towns. That's uh, Pazingas. That's D'Angelo Russell. That's uh, yeah. I don't know about that. What's what's I... the guy from uh the guy that was p- picked third from the Sixers is now on like the Pelicans. Okafor. Oh, Okafor. Oh, well. Okafor. Okafor. Yeah, Jaleel yeah, Okafor. Yeah. yeah, maybe Okafor doesn't. I, I, Okafor I actually think Booker might be drafted first. Uh, Did you take him over town? I with the way the NBA is going, I think if you held that draft right now with those exact players and GMs, I think most GMs would probably take Booker. Nah, based on rule, how offenses uh, have rule, rule number one about the draft: always take a big. And he's a big that can shoot. That's the number one rule in the draft. It has been the last. You gotta year. remember, like you gotta remember, three years ago, people were picking Towns to be the first guy drafted to build a team around. Right. So I think that yeah. slipped some. I don't think he's. I, I think he's not a winner. Well, I mean, well, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I that's disagree. fair, but at the same time, every GM feels like they can fix a player. So, if you, if you a GM, you feel like if you, you think Danny Ainge wouldn't trade everything for like him? That's what I mean. Like, if you, if you're Danny Ainge, or if you're, you know, popping, uh, what you call it? I mean, you probably feel like you can. If you got Carl Anthony Towns, you probably can change him, and you probably can make him a winner. So, I mean, that's fair, but at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, but there's so many teams in the NBA that are just like one shooter away from having a, a championship team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, you plug you plug Russell into, or I mean, you plug uh, Booker right now. You just drop Booker into uh, the Sixers. Mm, no, no. They need a shooter. No, That's they, all they need. No. no, they need more no. than a shooter. He need more. He need more than a shooter. Like you have to put Booker on a team. You have to put. It would have to be like the like the Lakers or like the yeah, Clippers or something like that. Or if you didn't want to do that, probably like I don't know. Probably like OKC would be a nice thing where you could see them if they just had another guy, they could just you know get get you over the hump, so to speak, with the right. If you put him on my, if you put him on Miami with with Jimmy Butler and um Bam Denver. Denver's another spot. If they were fully well, isn't, healthy, isn't Booker and Jamal Murray? Isn't Jamal Murray a poor man's Devin Booker? No, no, no. Jamal Murray doesn't yeah. have quite nearly as much of a shot as he does. Yeah, and you got to remember, I said, a, Booker, poor, I said Booker, a poor man's Devin. Booker is much taller than you think he is. He's six yeah. six. Yeah, and Jamal's kind of Jamal's kind of uh, shifty when he kind of plays. He, he's. He wasn't really – obviously, he is a scorer, but he's not really a scorer. He's like an invitation scorer where he, he knows he has to score. But he's never been that kind of guy, whereas Devin Booker has always been known as like a shooter slash scorer type of player. Jamal Murray becomes a lot more uh, deadly as a, as your third option than he does as your uh, – Yeah, absolutely. If you had option. Devin and Jokic – 
with with Murray. That's a nice. And then you add Porter. That's four well, options. I'm saying, I'm saying if I'm yeah, I'm saying if Porter ends up, this is who Porter is going forward. He's oh, now yeah, yeah. second best player behind Jokic. And Booker what is Jamal is Murray's position? He's a point guard essentially. Or at least Jamal he Murray's plays point guard. Yeah, essentially that's what he plays for Denver. Well, his I issue mean, is he's not he's not as good of a playmaker as he's yeah. a shooter. But see that that kind of gets rectified because Jokic technically plays the point for Denver. Yeah, since the ball's in his hand most of the time, and he's usually directing people, unless like uh, like a fast break or something, or it's like the whole like how LeBron and Kyrie play with Cleveland, where it's like you you do it one possession, then I do it the next possession. But yeah, well, Kyrie was basically the shooting guard, and LeBron was a point guard in Cleveland. Well, that's what I mean. But a lot and of that, times, and that's very similar to how it is. Yeah. So, so a lot of times when LeBron would bring up the ball, and you know they have a play, and then like a couple possessions later, it would be Kyrie that brings up the ball and have a play. It's kind of like that in Denver, for the most part, where Jokic would bring it up for a couple possessions, or if a ball, you know, they're playing defense on the ball, bounce, you know, get a rebound. It gets to Jamal Murray's hand, and they either try to run a fast break or try to run a quick play, and then do something. So that, that's kind of how it is with them. But but going back to uh, Philadelphia, it's funny you bring them up because I was listening to Bill, and he kind of um, made some similarities to to the late to the Kobe Shaq Lakers. About being having an idiot coach. Yeah, not only that, but just like how the, the team is kind of where it is. We had those two great players, but they, for whatever reason, along with the coach and a number of just other strange reasons, they can't win. And they the probably get rid the, of the coach before they. Yeah, you're going to get rid of the coach. Well, yeah, that's the next step, especially if they don't win, obviously, this year. The problem with the Kobe and Shaq Lakers was the coach. Yeah. Because the, the teams that three-peated were a lot less talented than the teams that – uh That was before that. That was bef- before that. The teams before that had like Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, mm-hmm. Cedric Sabalos, Eldon Campbell. Yeah. It was the I, coach. that Del, Del Harris was a moron. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say he's a moron, but he just made bad decisions, bad choices. Del Harris had a Lamborghini in the garage and drove a Toyota. Like I said, he made he made bad choices. <laughs> I want to call him a moron, but he did make bad choices, bad decisions. He had bad adjustments. We're have to rename this podcast the Haters Ball. <laughs> yeah, I want to call him a moron, but he made bad decisions. But yeah, you look at that. You look at that, and it's like with a right coach and maybe the right the front office. I think the coach is the problem in Philadelphia, man. Uh, I think well, the fit's more of the problem. I mean, I think from top I to bottom, that's a bad situation. I think Ben Simmons needs his own. I think Ben Simmons would be so much better on his own team. That's I think Ben Simmons yeah. would be great on his own team if he also played small forward. I agree with that, yeah. He needs to stop playing point guard. Well, right now they got him playing power forward. Well, right now he's out, man. Well, he out. before he got out. But, yeah, they was playing power forward, yeah. So In the NBA now, as a, as a point guard, you got to at least be a threat to shoot a three. Well, yeah. I would say it, it's a difference between playing point guard and being the primary ball handler. So I think 
even though he plays the point guard with with Philly, he was just a he was just a primary ball handler for the most part. Well, I think even as a primary ball handler, you have to be able to you have to be a threat to at least at all times be able to pull up and shoot it. You don't have to be the best shooter on the team, but they have to at least respect it enough to be on you enough to open up passing lanes. Well, Rondo, and with him, they're standing six feet off because they don't—they're not respecting him when he's out there at the three-point line. Well, I know he's not going to shoot it. Made a career off of that, though, to be fair. So I don't know if necessarily it just has to be. You have to. It just has to be. You have to be willing to take a shot, not just. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And he's not even willing to take the shot. So I think, like, like with Giannis, ooh, with Giannis, uh, it was like when when Bud and Hoser came, that was like one of the first things he, he said was like, you have to just take a shot, even if it's not good, or even if you think it's a bad shot, you still have to take the three because that's what the defense is going to allow you to do. So you have to kind of predicate to what the defense is going to do in some situations, and being afraid to take the three, for example, is is bad in that situation. And seeing that's where Rubio ended up running into problems uh, his second and third year in the NBA was they realized he wasn't going to shoot, so they started cutting off all his passing lanes and not even respecting his shot at all. Right. So he had to eventually start shooting. Yeah. I I think Ricky Rubio Rubio falls in that case of being slightly overrated, slightly underrated, because they thought he was going to be Luka. No, they thought he was going to be Luka coming out of Europe. They thought he was going to be like that type of guy. That's what we heard. Oh, this guy's going to change the NBA. That is what we heard, Emmanuel. I don't understand if they thought he was going to be Luka, because I think like even now people didn't realize Luka was going to be this good this fast. But I think it was just more about Ricky Rubio was this transformative point guard who was going to kind of change how you know, the point guard position was going to be played from a theoretical standpoint. And obviously that didn't work out, even though he still was, was good when he first came and he, he's become a decent player. I think both Minnesota and Utah would have been better keeping him than like trading for like Mike Conley. And what was the guy from Atlanta we were talking about last week? I don't uh, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Minnesota would have been better, especially, well, I, I guess now they got, D'Angelo Russell probably would have traded him. Well, yeah, of course you would trade Rubio for D'Angelo Russell because of the youth. I'm not going to disagree with that. Well, I mean, if they didn't have him, it probably would have been a better situation for him and him and Towns and and Wiggins then. And Wiggins, yeah. Yeah, now that they got um, Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but now Utah. Utah would probably be an interesting situation. You know, Mike Conley's starting to play a little bit better now, too, for Utah. Phoenix so, looking as good as they are right now. Can you just yeah. imagine if instead of Aiton, instead of Aiton, they took Luca? Yeah, but you got to do that with every team that didn't draft Luca, man. But I mean, they were the, they were sitting there in the first with the first pick, and Luca was a lot of team, a lot of NBA experts were saying you have to take Luca. He's going to be an MVP one day. Well, they 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 hired his coach, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like they hired his coach, so it was like yeah. it was like almost like the fix is in. Like you hired his coach, so obviously you're going to draft him, right? And they went, no, of course not. Why would we do that? Why would we do something as smart as that? I mean, you have Luca and Booker together. That's special. But it goes back to that rule about, like I said before. You always got to take the big. Always got to take the big. It goes back to that rule. Especially when he's 35 and on steroids. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, he's take the fit. He he does look old though. His face, because I'm watching it. His <laughs> face looks old. Yeah. He looks like a grown man, man. <laughs> he look like he's somebody's daddy. Yeah, he got like <laughs> he got like Greg. He got like Greg Oden old face. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, speaking of Greg Oden, another guy. Always take the fit. Man, yeah, but but in that case, I would have taken Durant over him. Well, obviously. Well, no, I'm talking about then. Like even then, I was like, no, you got to take Durant. And that's before Odin had all them injuries. Like, I, even I, who don't watch college basketball, knew Durant was the guy. He was Durant the college. He was the co- Durant. Durant was the college MVP. Yeah, yeah he I was the it. killer in Texas. He was a killer in Texas, man. Uh, but Greg Odin was was. Was Dwight Howard before Dwight Howard? Like when when no, Dwight, Dwight Howard's drafted before Greg Oden. No, but when Dwight Howard like had that like those years like in 08 and 09 or whatnot, where he was like an MVP candidate. That okay, was, but would you would Greg you take Oden. the best? But would you take the best of Dwight Howard or the best of Kevin Durant? You take the best of Kevin Durant. Oh, absolutely. But I'm saying, like at that time, like Greg Oden was like. Ooh. He was almost he was almost considered like surefire. Like almost considered He was considered he was considered surefire. Like you guaranteed to win with this guy. And it's like But, uh, but other than it. but other than Shaq recently, there hasn't been a center that's won a title unless you consider Tim Duncan a center. Because yeah. Yao Ming didn't win a, a title and uh Dwight Howard didn't win a title and uh, who else is a center? You really have to go back to Shaq to be the to yeah. the last time that your star player was your center. Well, yeah, because unless just, you want to consider unless you want to consider Tim Duncan a center, that's yep. the only other expectation. Well, Pop does, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> he says he's been a center his whole life. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just the way. It's also too based off of how the game is played now, where. Centers are kind of just valued less than they used to be. Well, that goes back to what uh, John was saying. Like, I think you would take Booker over Carl Towns. Well, no, but see, that's different, though, because Towns is a big who can shoot and pass. And is supposed to he's supposed to be able to play, be a de- defensive player where he can help on the defensive end. Obviously, that hasn't happened. But that, I would really be interested to see him on a different team. Oh, Absolutely. And sadly, Towns, unless something drastic happens, Towns and Booker, we're not going to see them on a different team for a very long time. They're both just yeah. long extensions. Well, not only – I mean, yeah, not only that, but there's no way now with the way it is Minnesota – Book, I mean, uh, Russell was brought in to make Towns happy. So there's no way now <laughs> – Unless they both went to management, we're like, we both want to leave and go to a different I team. think Phoenix has a better upside than Minnesota. I think oh, Phoenix has built their yeah. team better. Yeah, absolutely. Because they got Rubio, they got Aiden, they got Booker, and they got Oubre. Who, is he injured? Like, where is Oubre? I think Oubre is injured. Well, he okay. was injured. I think he's just recovering now. It, it looks like he, he's been recovering the last month or so. He's there, but... I think he was – they say he's, like, recovering, so that's why he's not playing. Now, I saw just before we jumped on the pod, uh, 
the talks that I guess there's talks out there now that Minnesota might be moving, like like Garnett wants to move them to Seattle. Yeah, huh. that would be um, interesting. But that'd be that's kind of surprising though, if that's true. That, that's kind of surprising that min, that KG of all people. Wait, he's a good. He's a, he's. If if he's about that money, everyone's been saying that Seattle is right now uh, the third largest market in America uh, mm-hmm. for wealth and for business. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's going to be. It would mean more money than Minnesota than having a team in Minnesota. Oh, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing on that part. Like at all. Obviously, Starbucks is in Seattle. Most of the tech companies are in Seattle. Microsoft's from Seattle. Or yeah. So it's not obviously Seattle is the NBA has been trying to go back to Seattle since they left. So like that's not <laughs> an issue. I'm just saying from a, a standpoint of KG who wanted specifically to own the Minnesota Timberwolves, not any other NBA team. He didn't just want a random NBA team. He wanted the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it's kind of interesting that if that's because I think. I think it's what uh, John said. I think KG knows a good business opportunity when he sees it. And mm-hmm. I think he spent his career in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's been around as long as Miami and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have, like, that big fan base. I think yeah. Winhurst and um, Winovics have talked about this, like how they struggle to get people into the arena. Yeah, they do. They're, they're one of the the weakest parts of uh, the league when it comes to, like, crowd sizes and, and stadium and, and ticket sales. And now that they've bought the forum, uh, the Clippers probably are not likely to move to Seattle, and they were they were the yeah. front runners. Yeah, no, they're and, gonna they're gonna build a super stadium, is what they kept telling us. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, they were the front runners to move to Seattle until well, well, not only them, but the Kings were too until that whole injunction thing happened and they stopped. Yeah, when um Kevin Johnson. Yeah, Kevin Johnson. yeah, that was another team too. So, yeah, see, like I said, the NBA is trying to be, get back to Seattle since they left. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that any team was rumored to go to Seattle. That's 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 not a shock at all. <laughs> it's just it's just funny that of all people, it's, it's Kevin Garnett who wanted, like I said, specifically the Minnesota Timberwolves. And not be just nice. It'd be really team. nice to see, though, because, I mean, those Seattle no, fans are Oh, absolutely. There's a whole there's a whole documentary on the Seattle team and, and what happened with that. So <laughs> so absolutely. They're they are passionate fans who deserve they rightfully deserve an NBA team. And I still even though there's a documentary, still don't quite get what happened. And see, and there's the thing though, is like they're not just they wouldn't at that point they're not just getting an expansion team. They're getting a team already with like a top star, even Carlton Towns. Yeah, and not only that, but you get for the most. I mean, you would essentially begin the team with history too, so it definitely wouldn't be an expansion team. It most likely would be the super, the Seattle SuperSonic. No, Seattle kept the SuperSonic name. That's why OKC is called the Thunder. Seattle kept the the name. That's what I'm saying. So you wouldn't be getting the expansion team. You essentially begin. And then you could roll out like Fat Sean Kemp and Gary Payton on opening night. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, the way it's looking, see, I, OKC might go back to Seattle. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, 
OKC, the owner is in some like the fra- the fracking business, the natural gas business has taken quite a hit, and yeah. the owner now doesn't have quite nearly as much money as he had when they bought that mm-hmm. team. Well, do you think he'll sell it? Well, it the might. thing is, is the thing is, if you're selling that team, that team's getting moved because no one's buying oh, to leave it in OKC. Absolutely, no one, no one expected him to move that team of all places to OKC anyway. So. That was kind so of the think, reason he moved there was because of what John said. You think Seattle would be – I mean, OKC, like, wouldn't try to move back to beat Minnesota there? I mean, that's uh, a possibility. That would probably be a smart move. Yeah, I mean, that would be – that's that would be the number one team if you were saying a team has to – if you just randomly put it up, a team, NBA team has to go back to Seattle, has to go to Seattle, which team would be. The answer is OKC. That's always the first answer. Now, on on wealth of fan base, they have one yeah. of the lowest wealth of fan bases in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, going back to Minnesota, OKC is on that list too. The lowest teams, which is bad, with not enough attendance, not enough ticket sales compared to like obviously when you got teams in LA and in Chicago and New York and Miami. Obviously, well, that's the thing that was surprising is when they I, I forget where I saw it. It might have been like E60 or something. But they were talking about Seattle, and they were saying that they would be the third uh, yeah. best fan economy in the NBA if they were dropped into the NBA right now. And that and that would be obviously before that would be after New York and and uh, the Lakers. Obviously, yeah, would be twenty two. So so yeah, you you add that revenue compared to you know what we've been. If that deal was to get done in the next. I don't know, two years, that would be a, a abundance of wealth in the NBA for everyone. Just having that team there, just having that team's presence, let alone the whole, you know, sponsorships and, and TV deals, because obviously T- Seattle would have their own TV deal, and that would obviously bring more in from TNT and, uh, and Disney from their, their share agreement for uh, – playoff games and, and regular season games with the NBA. And that deal is coming around the corner too, speaking of which. That that deal has to be renewed pretty soon. So, yeah. Now, we're, late, we're, we're later in the podcast, but I wanted to bring something up because it just it's something that popped into my mind. I was just going for a walk and, I was, and it popped into my mind. So, we're seeing in the bubble something that I don't know if any of the players have thought about, but one of the hardest things about starting a new basketball league or new sports league is having different cities, having travel, having stadiums, having fans. Right now in the bubble, this is duplicatable for like a big three or a new league. If they jumped in to have, just like one building with the light with show around it, the screens around it. Yeah, just having and then getting a TV deal. Yeah. You wonder with like the play with like more of the player empowerment and the complaints that we've heard and, and rightfully so about like most of the owners being older, rich white men. Well, that's like, starting to change though, too. It is starting to change, but I'm saying wonder if there's ever been any discussion from people like you know lebron or with nike or something about having some kind of you know league with just the stars just like 
a separate kind of league. What do you mean? I mean, say, say, say for instance, if LeBron at this point, still being a name, still having something left in the tank, say LeBron partnered with Nike and Nike decided to partner with like Adidas or Under Armour, one of those kind of companies. Well, right there, right there, that's never going to happen. You're never going to get those three staple companies. You lost it right there. We're throwing the money, say, but if they said we're throwing our money in the pot, we're, we're, and we'll each have our own teams, but, but we're going to bring in Giannis, who's a, who's a free agent here soon. And we're going to bring over Anthony Davis and say, you started the league with like five of the top names and you had six teams even in the league. And you well, that's never going to happen. Here. Yeah, that's I'm saying if they wanted, I'm saying if they wanted to, no, they would immediately never... eclipse the NBA. That's what Kyrie well, that's was trying. Never... To, that's what Kyrie was trying to get going, and everyone was like, "Yeah, no, you're never gonna have." And I'm saying, no. I'm saying it's doable. It's more doable no, now that we see it in the bubble, though. But it's not though, because that's that's taken away from the NBA. That's liable for lawsuits. That's breach of contract. That's well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is you'd have to do it. You'd have to do it in like say, like for instance, say LeBron signed back for a year, Anthony Davis signed back er, for a year, and they timed it with their free agency and with. Giannis is free agency. Now they're not under an NBA contract. Okay, so let's say that, like, why is LeBron and Anthony Davis going to go to a new league that no one's going to care about? Right. Because they, because they, because, okay, so you're telling, so I'll, I'll ask it the opposite way. You're telling me if they launch a new league with Anthony Davis, Giannis, and LeBron, you're telling me that ESPN's not immediately giving them a TV deal? Yeah. Well, that's not, that's, yeah, but that's not an exclusive question. It's like, all right, like, if you put that game on against like a Lakers Knicks game, people are still gonna watch the Lakers versus the Knicks, right? Okay. Yeah. Or, or are they gonna watch Giannis and LeBron? Giannis and LeBron with who? Like in a in a league with, that I don't care about. Like right. we, we've seen this with like the USFL and the NFL back in the eighties. Well, yeah, it's but we've never. The, we, I'm saying we've never the NBA and the NBA. We saw it with the, the NBA and the ABA, yeah. And they yeah, have, but I don't think you've ever seen it with players at the top of their career. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dr. J and Rick Barry was in the ABA. And Moses right. Malone. And they yeah. were they were at the top of their career. The the running joke is the NBA bought the ABA to get Dr. J. Yeah. Like that, that's the running joke. Like <laughs> so, I mean George Gervin was in the ABA. Yeah, mo- most of the most of the successful NBA players in the seventies at least played some part in the NBA. Yeah, especially the African American players. I'm so, just saying that the bu- I'm just saying the bubble shows that it's a little bit more doable because you don't have to. Do- you can cut out the trap. But why? But why is LeBron and AD leaving the NBA? Like, yeah, what? there's like, no reason. There's no reason to leave. There's no reason to take you away would, from. You would, you would do get, it if you yeah, if you would do you would do it if you believed that it would work. If you believe that it would work and but, we could get the team, but, but how does that help LeBron James's legacy? Yeah, it would help him financially. I mean, you would own. No, you would, would, you would, it would do the opposite. It would do the opposite. You'd lose you would lose your money. You would, you would essentially have ownership, though. But he, but he, he ownership he, of an NBA team. Right. Uh, not only that, not only that, he already has ownership. He has ownerships of soccer teams and all this other stuff. So that's never been a problem. Le- also, not only that, LeBron wants is a Hollywood type of player. He wants to do movies and, and TV shows. He just I just saw the other day his his company is producing a TV show. So he don't really at this stage of his his life, 
basketball ain't necessarily something that he's banking on to be a future thing in like five or ten years from now. He's he's like Kobe, where Kobe was like, I'm out after 20 years. Yeah, we were having this conversation, John. You was like, LeBron can play until he's 45. I'm like, top 10 players of all time don't want to be like the guy on the bench, man. Yeah, I, like, I think I think LeBron might end up being different. I think I think LeBron might play till he's I'm, I'm telling you right now, LeBron is focused on the next point in in, in after NBA, and it's not to start another uh, basketball league. It's Hollywood, and the best way that's that's part of the reason he went to the Los Angeles Lakers is to help his career once he leaves the NBA. That's why yeah. he has his own production company. That's why he's making space. If you there. remember in the, the lockout in the 90s, those guys were talking about trying to get their own league going. And then they realized when they did that all-star game that was awful, how awful an idea that would be. Like, oh, yeah, we, we can't get another league going with just us. But not, but not only that, you, you intentionally leaving money on the table for no reason at all. If let's say you did try to start a league, how long before TV deals? That's like ten years from now. You would, no, you get a, you would get a TV deal right away if you have like yeah, top but three players. A TV like deal is not top five players. Yeah, but a TV deal is not going to pay him what like Anthony Davis is going to get on his like guaranteed contract or Greek freak. Not only that, but but all those teams. Not, I mean, you speak of like um, Nike, but. It's not only Nike that sponsors. We got like McDonald's, Gatorade, Gatorade, Powerade, Coca Cola. I mean, the Rock just bought the XFL. The Rock just bought the XFL for fifteen million dollars. That's not that much money, man. But but again, that'd be that's different. There's no NFL like star NFL players. Like like Tom Brady is not playing in the XFL. But Tom Brady wouldn't play in the XFL to begin with. And neither would. But But yeah, but like what you're saying is like. LeBron James and Greek Freak and Anthony Davis, they're never going to go to a second-rate league. How is that going right. to help LeBron James's legacy? If he wants to be known no. as better than Jordan or Kareem, like, what's he going to do, lose another finals and go, I'm going to start my, my own league? And Who's going to take that serious besides Nick Wright? Yeah, there's no future incentive to make your own league when the NBA has already an established product, an established flow of money, all these incentives, sponsorships, dealers, they wear money and on their jersey. If you remember, by the way, if you even, remember even in the NBA, like I think LeBron is playing until he's 45. I think Kobe would have played until he was 45 uh, injury. I don't think so, man. Kobe, think so. Kobe didn't retire because Kobe wanted to retire. Kobe retired because that leg No, because he was washed. He, he was washed. Yeah, he didn't have everything. Right. Yeah, but I don't oh. think I don't think guys that great want to be like a contributor. They want to be the reason they're winning. They're not Vince no, Carter. Yeah, LeBron, but not LeBron's that. showing this year that he's willing to take the back seat to another player. Yeah, but not that's Anthony not Davis, about, <laughs> right? But it's not just about that too. It's about playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. That again, it it's that name, it's that brand. He like he said, like the the rumor was like it was either the Los Angeles Lakers or the New York Knicks. Why those two teams? They're the most popular brand name teams in the NBA. It, these teams already have brand established 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 brands. So why are we going away from those established brands for no reason? I just I, look. I, I brought it up as a hypothetical. Like it's. I'm just saying the bubble shows takes out some of the reasons why you couldn't do it before. Every time someone brings up a new league, they bring up the travel issues that are expensive. Brings brings up 
buying a getting a stadium for each team with a new fan base. You wouldn't have to do that if you had a bubble. So we're assuming yeah, we're assuming the world it is would regular. essentially just it would essentially just be a TV product for TV. Yeah, but that's the big three, ain't it? That's essentially the big three. I think yeah, the big three goes the on big the road. Three with, I think the big three goes players. on the road. Do they? I think the big three really? goes on the road. It's not the big three's not all in one place. The big three takes They're the like games to Madison Square yeah, yeah. Garden, yeah, Brooklyn. Like in three. Yeah, they play in a couple stadiums. Yeah, but they, for the most part, they play, in a they play stadiums. like four or five stadiums, but it's pretty that's, much the same stadiums. That's the other thing. I'm wondering I'm wondering how long it's gonna be before the NBA buys the big three and just kind of turns it into their senior league. They wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. I think it's. I think the big three is better off being the big three, and then they try to get those yeah. guys back into the NBA, like with a. Uh, oh God, what's his name? He was playing in a tournament. The the Joe Johnson. Joe, Joe. Joe Johnson. Well, I'm shocked the Nets didn't try to get back. Well, they got Jamal Crawford, so that's probably that that spot they was going to use to get him. Like, like I think LeBron's ever playing in the big three. No. No. Once he leaves the NBA, that's dude. It. Paul Pierce isn't playing in no big three. You think LeBron is playing in the big three? Yeah. Once, okay. once he leaves the NBA, that that's it. That's it. Like, okay, but now now say the NBA decides to do something. Even if they don't buy the big three, say they decide to do something similar to the big three and call it the NBA Senior League. Do you think LeBron plays in that now? That it has the no. NBA logo on it? No. No. The NBA would, NBA first of all wouldn't do that. There's, you, there's no way. Let me put it like this: Do you think Do you think Tiger Woods, when he retires, is going to play on the senior circuit? Probably. That's golf. That's a bad. That's a bad. I was going to say yeah. Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus playing on the, on the yeah. Senior that was a bad. Like it's the one sport where it's considered like okay to be a great and play in the seniors league. I just think that guys, when they're that great, unless they need the money, they're pretty happy being retired. Like who's well, the not, who, like who's the best player in Big Three? Like who's like the biggest? Wasn't it Allen Iverson? Us? And Allen Iverson couldn't do it anymore, right? It was Allen no, Iverson. It was Allen Iverson was the reason like they were promoting the first season. It was all about Allen Iverson. Yeah. And then yeah, he realized he true. couldn't even play Big Three basketball. He was like, "Oh man, I can't even do this." So like, has there been any happen. other like MVP or like top star in like has Chelsea McGrady ever tried to play Big Three? No, Tracy McGrady's not playing the big three. No, Tracy can't. I don't think Tracy can. They kept trying to talk about getting Kobe there, and Kobe was like, what the fuck? I'm Kobe Bryant. Why am I playing in the big three? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Scottie Pippen said that on the jump. He's like, yeah, no, I ain't playing in the big three. I'm Scottie Pippen. What are you talking about? All right. There's an ego to guys that. There's an ego to guys like that, man. Yeah, once you get to a certain point in your career, you realize there's certain things you're just not going to do. Or you don't want to do because there's no point. There's no point. You know, those guys. Like, there's no point in LeBron creating a league, another league. There's just no point. I, there's no, I, just there's think, no I just think even if it's NBA, like, it's going to be it's gonna be hard for LeBron to hang it up. Like, he's, he's been I think, famous. I think, I think it's going to be much easier. I think it's going to be much easier than you realize. Yeah. I think he's going to be totally fine hanging it up. Yeah. Like I said, when that move, it was the Los Angeles Lakers or the New York Knicks. Like the point you made about Kobe Bryant was right. He retired because he was washed. But then he had happiness. But yeah, but even then Kobe focused. Even then you can see the writing on the wall that Kobe was going to, once he left, that was it. 
like there was no sticking his toe back in. If he left, that was he was yeah, leaving. But, but he, he was washed. Kobe was washed at the end. Yeah, yeah. But but again, like I said, he realized that if he left, he wasn't coming back. Well, let and me so put it to you like this. Seen from LeBron is we haven't seen a major injury. Not yet, no. Just the groin injury last year was the only big injury he's had. That's yeah. what he got right now, too. That's what they say he has. No, nah, they just they, they, they're just resting him. There ain't no groin. They're like, yeah, man, he didn't really like he wanted to play last night. Let's just sit him out and say it's groin. Again, again, that's what again, that's what they say he had. They say he out with a groin. The sun's are blowing out the paces. The sun's about to go to four and oh. Really? How, how much, it's one hundred one, one hundred one to eighty-eight in the fourth quarter with five minutes left. Even though it's well, even though the Suns are doing this, like I have, if it's the Suns versus Lakers in the first round, Lakers are sweeping them. No, but I still watch that because I like that little. Yeah, space. that would be fun. That would be a fun first round. Anybody but the Spurs. Like I'm not even gonna watch it if it's the Spurs, man. I'm like, oh man. I don't watch <laughs> you're not gonna watch, you're, you're not gonna watch uh, DeRozan and Aldridge. No, Aldridge's not playing. Aldridge said he ain't, he got a show. What is, Aldridge is out, right? Yeah. So they're winning without Aldridge. I, they got the Rosen at the small forward. At the mm-hmm. power forward, I think he's playing. Yeah. yeah. He, he Devin, both, Booker's, yeah. Devin Booker's cooking these motherfuckers. Yeah, it looks like uh, – yeah, this game is almost over, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Devin Booker's like, can we both? just play, like, all the seasons in the bubble, please? You get the same amount of fans. <laughs> yeah. That might be why he's doing so well, is he's used to playing with no fans. Exactly. Well, not only, well, not only that, but um, it's, it's 20. You're only playing eight games against eight opponents, sometimes twice. You're not playing 82 games versus 30, 29 other teams. So it's a big difference. It's a dramatic yeah. difference. I wonder if they're going to start the uh, next season in the bubble as well. Well, they're they saying might. they might because we don't they know how long this COVID yeah. thing is going to go on. So they were saying they might start with the bubble, but it wouldn't just be one bubble. It would be like school bubbles. Yeah. So they're not all in just one spot. Yeah, so, and it looks like uh, that second bubble that we thought was going to happen this year so far in this season won't happen. So there was no point. There was so no. There was no point in having that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Steve the, Nash the, was – I mean, Steve Kerr was on Bill Simmons, and he was like, man, I kind of regret not going to the bubble watching these games. It just would have been – I mean, it just would have been fun basketball. Obviously, there's no yeah, – but, Yeah, but nobody was going to – for competing for nothing, like nobody was going to – Yeah, obviously, there's nothing to compete for, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Vince Carter probably would have still been playing. <laughs> The Pistons are so hard up for talent now that they're trying to get J. Cole on the team. <laughs> He's 35, though, so yeah, I don't know how well that's going to go. He'd be the biggest star they got. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. He'd lead the team in jersey sales like day one. Oh, absolutely. Day one. He probably leads them now. Yeah, he would lead them now as soon as they announced it. Jersey sales would just go through the roof. That's why you do it. You just do it for the jersey sales. <laughs> and the publicity, yeah. Exactly. Maybe maybe they'll put an extra game on TV. Maybe TNT will pick up an extra Pistons game. Oh, absolutely. For that publicity, absolutely. ESPN, ABC. They might even get an ABC game. 
Do While you're at it, just just pick up uh uh that that one Migo who ends up uh always winning the celebrity game MVP. Quavo, Quavo. He can play. Uh, he can play for Atlanta. He played oh, backup to Trey Young. <laughs> play backup to Trey Young. Oh, I'm sure he won't play for Atlanta. So yeah, <laughs> play backup. The Atlanta Hawks got a barbershop in their um, arena. <laughs> yeah, that's why they didn't want Luka Doncic. He ain't about that life. I mean, you can always, you know, saying get a a cut off the top. <laughs> Trey Young need to cut it off, man. I don't know what he got going on on this day. Yeah, Trey, well, Trey Young is almost bald already. In the back, yeah. Holy shit! In the back, yeah. And he just yeah. keeps growing it out, and just that's probably why he's doing it, just to keep. He's trying to grow it out to get a man bun. Yeah. Yeah, you get the man bun, then you can just cover up the bald spot. Yeah, just tie it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day he's gonna have that Carlos Boozer, Carlos Boozer, ginseng. Remember Carlos Boozer had that one at game where he had that really black shellac on his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Oh, Carlos Boozer. I remember that. That was a shining moment. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a motherfucker that got the bag twice, though, man. God bless you. You got the bag twice. You made two Olympic teams. Yep. <laughs> like I remember going back and looking at the, the Redeem team in the 2018 team and being like, how did Boozer make both of these? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It was a hard time for power forwards, clearly. Oh, dude, I remember when that team made the uh, conference finals against the Spurs. They were going on and on about him and Deron Williams. He was a he was good. Yeah, he was. He had a good minute. Yeah, it was that. It was that whole tandem thing. It was like yeah. uh, Stockton and Malone. Yeah, they thought they were the next Stockton and Malone because they went to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. They was putting Boozer, up no. Boozer's the leader leader in the clubhouse for that guy who had a good career, but no one ever thinks about him ever again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I only think about him randomly because he was a Laker and we played him in the playoffs. But yeah, no. Yeah, I think of him when. Think well, you, you, I think I'm you found the one. Out. No, you're the one guy that hates Carlos Boozer more than Melo. That's the one guy you hate more than Melo. I don't hate Melo at all, man. I just... You just said you'd rather be Darko Milicic <laughs> than Melo, man. I don't think anyone hates Melo more than you do. No, no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate Melo at all, man. I'm just so disappointed in him. What did you think he was gonna be? No, it's not. It's not what he is. It's just his decision. His decision making. His decision making was always about the bank account, man. Yeah, I know. It was about the bank account. It was about Lala's career. Yeah, sometimes, I can't knock him for that. Yeah, sometimes because, was, because he famously I said, "I would only play in Los Angeles or New York." Yeah. He's playing in Portland now. So. Yeah. yeah, that's called karma, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. I, I don't think Melo had the career I thought he was going to have, except for the ending. I always knew Melo was going to be like this explosive scorer, but like, like I said, I, 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 I think he was like uh, not as uh, exciting Dominique Wilkins. I can what? co-sign with him, though, with Emmanuel. is like he, there were a few times where he had the opportunity to join like those stacked Bulls teams. Like mm-hmm. there, he, he made bad decisions 
Well, not not just that, but that whole like I said when we were talking about the Miami, he could he was the third guy. He was well, that's the, the guy, guy that they want. He's the guy that they yeah. wanted, and they settled for Chris Bosh. Well, I mean, yeah, because he he. But had, I think Chris Bosh fit in. I think Chris Bosh fit in better than yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, with Chris, with Melo, it was he was the first choice, and he decided to take the extension instead of being a free agent. So he's always about that bank. He was always about wherever it would help uh, Lala having the best career. Yeah, this is this is a guy who, instead of being a free agent, and it would be more beneficial for him to be a free agent, he would rather take an extension and get traded to the team, even if it means breaking up the team, just so he got his money. Like he he famously had the last, uh, I think, the last NBA no trade. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, so Which the NBA is never giving out any of those ever again. I Probably not. Technically, has one. Why? No, you're never going to trade LeBron. Oh no, 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 no! LeBron absolutely does not have a no. No, 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 no. He's saying yeah. he practically has one. Like you're never yeah. going to. You never. Whatever you get back for LeBron is never going to be worth what LeBron gives you. Yeah, your yeah, injury oh, yeah. sales, ticket sales, yeah. all that. Like, like we yeah. all agree, we all agree. You'd rather have like Greek Freak, but Greek Freak's not right. going to give you what. Love, but Greek Freak's Giannis not going to give probably, you. Yeah, I think he probably will get one if he wanted one. If he wants one, no, Milwaukee's never going to trade him. Well, no, 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 no. With the uh, last agreement, uh, like I think they, the owners basically said, we're never giving him out again. We're just never giving out a no trade again. I think it's an owner thing now. Yeah, like they're just never doing it because they got well. You don't. They don't want to get the players already have enough power. Like that's legitimately just like way over the top, giving players too much power. It's gonna be interesting what happens with this next contract negotiation with like China and coronavirus and all that stuff. Yeah. The owners can honestly say like, "Look, we need to shrink the cap a little bit. We need to shrink things a little bit." They'd probably be right, man. Like they lost that China money. Who knows when we're ever gonna have people back in the uh, arenas? Uh, it'll probably be sometime. Probably, I want to say maybe February. Yeah, but even when we get players yeah, back okay. in the arenas, we're probably well, gonna do it. Even if, it like even if it's every other seat. Yeah. Where you guys live, dude? Where you guys live? Do you still have outside eating only, or have they opened up the inside of like your restaurants and bars? We have in New, in New York. We only have outside eating. We have just drive-through, then outside eating, and then like some restaurants, I guess, like are allowed to do like every other table. Yeah. So fifty percent in, indoors. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the same here. I think for the most part, people just have uh, either like takeout or or delivery for the most part. And then there's easy. like. And then there's like maybe because I know like the slice factory they had it where at one point it was just you can only go in there just to have just to do a takeout. But now it seems like they have it where you can at least sit at a table, like, but you would be like the only one there. Yeah, that's how it's, that's how it's being done here. Yeah. And see, we're starting to get a kick up of COVID down here because we're a top tourist uh, destination. Okay. And they decided to open up our main beach, uh, our oceanfront. And so now we have tourists from Canada coming in. We have tourists from 
Russia coming in. We have tourists from Germany coming in, tourists from New York coming in. So, Which is interesting that, that tourism, is, tourism is such a weird thing right now. Just from like how the COVID is and how like like the U.S. Uh, decided to um, not do the the ban anymore, but like countries still have a ban on U.S. citizens, so it's like weird to hear like like a couple months ago the guy was saying like from Canada it's like super easy to come in the United States from like Canada, yeah. but it's like super hard the reverse way. So it's just interesting to hear like so and so is coming from Russia or wherever to the U.S. It's like super easy, and that going back to like NBA, like a lot of that was uh, I know it's like a lot of NBA players who um, was overseas and had to come back too during the thing, and they had to like find like Luca. They were saying like he was friends with like uh, the the uh, the Serbian embassy or ambassador or something, and he had to like pull some strings or whatever to get him into the country. So it's just funny how this whole thing is affecting travel. But I think I think even when they open it up, we're gonna they're still gonna do like every other seat probably. Yeah. Unless there's a unless there's a vaccine that works like dead on, like well, right now I think right now they're pretty close to a vaccine or at least distributing a vaccine. I would say like by December probably, maybe even sooner. But yeah, yeah. But then you gotta get everybody to take it. You have to like, you have to. Then you got sure the anti-vaxxers. Well. You got the anti-vaxxers who probably won't believe it. The same people that don't want to wear a yeah. mask and stuff. Yeah. And then you got to make sure that like those people don't get into your stadium. So like, how do you figure out which ones didn't take the vaccine? Like, like the people that think it's all a hoax. Well, yeah. I think you probably. I think you probably still. It's essentially the same way we do now. But if someone does test positive, you didn't give them the treatment. Essentially, whereas you still do the testing, like we do. And that's now. what I'm saying, though. I mean, even when they get the vaccine, like we're still gonna be months out from like being yeah. Like normal. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Like, uh, like the Disney uh, advisor said, like we probably won't even be in like movie theaters till like this, like May of next year, if that. If that, yeah, if that. Yeah. So. I'll I mean, tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'd risk COVID to watch Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to the movies no time soon, even when they open up. I would go, but I mean, usually when I go, no one's going, no one's there. And if it is, it's like a few people anyway. So, exactly. The old, the old, the old man, the old man matinee at like two, Tuesday at like uh, yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. No one's there. So, you, know, uh, you, early, don't, so you don't have to deal with the kids on their cell phone. You don't got to deal with the kids. Oh, you got to deal with the little kids crying and screaming. You don't got to deal with the kids on the cell phone. Nope. You don't got to deal with adults that's all crazy and loud. 10 a.m. Tuesday. That's what you do. Yeah, that's oh, perfect. Holy that's funny. And, and you get a discount. And you don't have to worry about COVID now. Yeah, you gotta worry about COVID now. It's a win-win. <laughs> oh shit, it's that's win-win. funny. Win-win. There's no one within like 20 feet of me. Yep. It's like oh, me and like two uh, two other old men just like enjoying our popcorn and our and our tenant. Yep. Oh shit. That's right. <laughs> Turn off the lights. Get a good get, get oh, a good spot. Manual up. That's right. 
Holy shit, time. that's hilarious. All right, guys, that's let's what... call it a podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's call it a podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to uh, listen to more episodes, you can go subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review. And if you want to come talk with us during the week uh, when we're not doing a podcast, go to Facebook group and type the Dream Team. And just sign up for the league and post whatever you want and start talking. Uh, See you guys later. All right. See you. Stay safe. Stay safe.